This podcast is not here for those people that are trying to stay out of last place. Because those consequences don't exist for the people that are listening to this podcast. These are the people that always end up in the playoffs but can't seem to get over that hump. Or the ones who just want to dominate year after year just to show everybody else they're the champions. Guys, this is a fantasy football intervention. And we're about to intervene with your fantasy football life. Another day, another dollar. Well, at least for me, it's a couple hundred dollars because I played FanDuel last night and I won. Yeah, Monday night's FanDuel. Guys, if you don't already, you need to tune in and listen to my daily episodes. I've literally made money on every single daily episode that I've done. What I do is I, I sit there, I break it down on just individual games. So on the Thursday games, I typically do one. And then on the Monday games, I typically do one. And if you listen to me and you set the lineup, you made money every single time. I don't understand what's so hard about it. Tune in, listen to me talk for 10 minutes. I know it's painful, but you end up making money on it every freaking time, and it's only a 10-minute long segment. So, welcome on in once again to another episode of Fantasy Intervention. I've got Devin here with me. What's going on, man? Not much, man. About to just play a little bit of fetch here with Bentley. Yeah, Bentley's being a knucklehead if you hear him in the background. Oh, man, he's, he's uh, all wound up. Tried to take him to the dog park, but uh, yeah, that didn't work too well. So Devin's over here playing tug of war with him while he's also on the podcast. A little bit. With that being said, guys, we do have popping tags for you. The champ is here and stacks on stacks for you on this episode. So tune in, guys, and let's get this episode rolling. Here we go with fantasy football intervention. Popping tags. Uh, he got the bell, bro. I'm going to pop some tags. Only got $20 in my pocket. Uh, I'm looking for a come up. This is All right, on to popping tags. Guys, this is the players that made it past your waiver wire, but you want to pick up. So that way you can beat the rest of your league mates to the punch that upcoming week. It's all about beating those other players in your league to that player prior to that week where they could end up going off. And that could be because of juicy matchups or maybe they're coming back from suspensions or injuries. We're going to go ahead and start it out and I'll go ahead and take the reins on this first one. We're going to go Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold, guys, he is a free agent in most leagues right now and he has Philly up next week after the bye week. So pick him up before this bye week hits so you don't have to spend a waiver wire pickup on him, especially if you stream quarterbacks. Philly's defense is extremely, extremely porous like I've talked about before and they give up tons of big plays. Look for Sam Darnold to right this train for the New York Jets. Now, keep in mind, after that, they do have Dallas, New England, and Jacksonville. But if you hold on to them through those three weeks, you end up with them against Miami, against the Giants, and up against Washington following that streak, which obviously is extremely, extremely advantageous when it comes to quarterbacks. So, with that being said, who you got? I'm looking at quarterback Daniel Jones of the New York Giants. If you watched football this past week, you were enamored by Danny Dimes. Dropping them all over in Tampa Bay. Yeah, I mean, Daniel Jones, I, I doubt he makes it past the waiver wire, to be honest with you. But if he is there, you have to grab him up. 
He does have a easy matchup, I believe, next week. Yep. He is playing Washington Redskins, and they are at home in the Meadowlands. So we saw what happened last night with Mitchell Trubisky. Looked like a all-star quarterback up against the Redskins. It was painful to watch. I got extremely, extremely drunk, and I was paying for it today. But, hey, it is what it is. And if you are looking and you cannot find Daniel Jones anywhere and you realize that he is taken by somebody else in your league, I have a little morsel for you. His name is Gardner Minshew II. The man, the myth, the, the legend. legend. For the Jacksonville Jaguars, he is only owned in 5.2% of leagues right now. Yeah, once again, if he makes it past waiver wires, he does have a few different games coming up that you can definitely use him. I like, I like the Danimal pick. If you can end up picking up Danimal off the waiver wires, that's what I'm going to be calling <laughs> Daniel Jones. Danimal, I just thought of it. Yeah, if you were able to scoop up Gardner in this matchup, or this week coming up for this matchup against the Broncos, it should be a very good game for him this week. So those are a couple of quarterbacks for you, just in case Daniel Jones is gone. For my next pop in tags... I'm going to be looking at Preston Williams. Yes, Preston Williams, the guy that I was talking about all preseason. He is coming to fruition. He has the Chargers this week and then end up having a bye, so you might be able to wait. But if he ends up having a successful game up against the Chargers, then chances are he's going to get picked up. This is what Preston Williams has had to work with. Up against the Baltimore Ravens, he's getting his feet wet. He ended up having three receptions for 24 yards and a touchdown. So at five targets. Then he had to go up against Gilmore with the Patriots. Yes, Stephon Gilmore, the number one corner, matched up against Preston Williams for the majority of the game. He ended up getting four receptions for 63 yards. And then last week, going against Byron Jones, who is a lockdown corner, one of the best cornerbacks in the league, still ended up having four receptions for 68 yards. He is just getting started. He got 12 targets in that game. 12 targets. He is just getting started, and it only gets easier. This young player, this rookie, is going to end up running away with the wide receiver one job in Miami. And don't forget, they have the Washington Redskins up after that bye week. So he's definitely somebody that you can pick up and play. Pick up Preston Williams before he has a big game up against these Chargers. That's definitely a great pick. For my receiver, I'm going to look at Philip Dorsett of the New England Patriots. They have a 1 o'clock kickoff this Sunday against the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. Dorsett has quietly been one of the best receivers on that team. Obviously, they've had a lot of ups and downs with the receivers uh, going on right now. But Philip Dorsett is only owned in 5.2% of leagues currently, and he is a monster right now. So I would definitely pick him up if he's available. He should be because 94.8% don't own him currently. We are recording on Tuesday, so that's before we see the waiver wires clear. And obviously with Daniel Jones and Philip Dorsett, they're both pickups on my waiver wire. So if you're listening to the show, I've already talked about it. I mean, Philip Dorsett is going to get playing time with A.B. gone. Jacoby Myers would end up moving into the slot position if Edelman misses time. But Philip Dorsett is going to get play in three wide receiver sets. That's obviously a big thing in New England. So if he's on your free agent wires after waiver wire is clear, you need to pick up Philip Dorsett ASAP. ASAP. He's going to be a big player this year. On for my next one and my last one, I'm going with Paris Campbell this week. I believe I said to pick him up last week, but I'm going to go ahead and do it again this week. Obviously with T.Y. Hilton and that quad injury, he's not going to be playing at full strength if he plays at all. Right now, he's still questionable for the week. We're going to see how that ends up lining up. 
But Paris Campbell will end up taking T.Y. Hilton's spot on that offense if T.Y. Hilton does miss time. Check out this schedule. Oakland up next week. Then Kansas City. Then he has a bye. But then you have Houston, Denver, Pittsburgh, and then Miami. Yeah, that's insane. That schedule is just crazy. And if Paris Campbell can get a role in that offense, even when T.Y. Hilton comes back, if he can at least get a role in there, it's going to be an extremely, extremely strong matchup for Paris Campbell in a lot of these lineups. I could see Paris Campbell being a wide receiver too for five of the next six weeks. I definitely agree with that right there, man. My last pick is going to be running back Rex Burkhead of the New England Patriots. He's currently rostered in 15% of leagues with the injury to their fullback Devlin. They just put him on the IR yesterday, and James White is also injured. And Sonny Michelle's kind of been a little shaky to start this year. But with Rex Burkhead coming back, he can definitely resume his role from a couple seasons ago. And he is currently leading the team with rushing yards, and I see him just continuing that and exploding with the next few matchups they have on their schedule. So with Rex Burkhead for me, I don't know if you remember Wedding Crashers. Ma, where's the meatloaf? I never what, she, what, what is she doing what back is she doing? there? I never know what she's doing. That's how I feel like with the New England Patriots and their running back situation. So it scares me. I actually had James White, and I dropped him on one of my leagues because I just never know when to play him. Yeah. I never know what they're doing back there. I just yeah. never know. Well, that's, that's very fair because, like I said, last year I drafted both Michelle and James White, and that worked out well for me last year. This year, it's a crapshoot. But someone like Burkhead, who is currently leading the team, and they need his big body back there. And especially in the red zone, without Devlin there, he can provide that big body and be more of like the, kind of like the Wilson Jr. of this team, where he does no work between the 20s but gets all the goddamn pay dirt. That's what I'm looking at here for Burkhead. Get me some TDs. If you have the balls to play him and you play him on the right week, he's a lottery ticket. He's a week winner. Yeah, I mean, but you, you just have to know the right week to play him. Exactly. So you pick him up right now. If he, if he doesn't get picked up on waivers, you pick him up right now. His next matchups are at the Bills, at the Redskins, versus the Giants, at the Jets. So only one of those matchups is kind of tough for him. You know, when right. we talk about the Bills, playing the Bills defense this year, I wouldn't start him there. But Redskins, Giants, and Jets, hell yes. Yeah, but you just hope that they don't end up giving the work to Sonny Michelle in the garbage time. But, you know, we'll see what happens, obviously, with them right. having garbage time already and Rex Burkhead leading. Rex Burkhead has been the man in that backfield. So, with that being said, guys, we're going to wrap it up. But before we do, I just want to go over one quick guy that you're going to want to keep an eye on, and that's me, Ty Johnson. I'm going to go a little bit more into depth on this guy just because I, I have somebody else that I want to talk about in the next segment. But keeping on Ty Johnson, the Lions are up against Kansas City, and they're going to have to pass. Is Sonny Michelle going to get the work, or is Ty Johnson? That's what we want to keep an eye on. If Ty Johnson does get the work, does he start to carve out a role for himself? That remains to be seen, and uh, we'll find out this weekend. But on to the next segment, guys. The champ is here. We're going to take a guy from each position that is not ranked in the ESPN's top 10 and tell you why they're going to win you your week for you. It's our locks. It's our rock. It's our go-to guys. So on to the next segment, the champ is here. So on to our next segment, like we talked about, the champ is here, where we know that these guys are going to be league winners. They're not going to be in the top 12 of ESPN rankings. They might be borderline, 
but we don't want to talk about those top 12 guys at each position. We want to talk about the other guys you're debating to put on your flex position or not that we know are going to end up producing. With that being said, you want to take the reins on the first one? QB? I sure will. I'm talking about a little quarterback. His name's Kyle Allen. Plays for the Carolina Panthers. Sorry, Chase. I'm taking the play 60 kid. If you don't know what that means, you should check our Facebook page, Fantasy Intervention. A long, long time ago, Cam Newton was in a commercial <laughs> with this little kid, and he dogs Cam Newton. Check it out. Facebook, Fantasy Intervention. Hilarious. My man, Kyle Just warming Allen. up my arm. <laughs> Just warming up my arm. Be, that, be your mom's favorite player. <laughs> Cam Newton threw, has not thrown a single touchdown yet this year in the games he's played. Kyle Allen threw four touchdowns in his first week. Yes, it was against the Arizona Cardinals, but still an impressive showing for his first start of the season. And his next matchup's against Houston. I feel like this is going to be a nice little shootout game for him, and he can really go all out throwing it to DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel, and he has Christian McCaffrey right behind him. It's, it's a perfect situation for Kyle Allen. I have no doubt in my mind that this man will not ascend to the top 12 this week. So for me, uh, that was actually the player that I wanted to go with. And then I was also thinking about going with Case Keenum, but I have a little bit of a fear that they could end up benching Case Keenum if things don't go right. In a perfect spot to have Dwayne Haskins come in and take over that, that starting quarterback role. So I'm not gonna go with Case Keenum. Who I am gonna take here is actually gonna be a little bit of a shocker. And I'm gonna go with Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton, Definitely a little bit of a shocker here, but he is right now ranked the 12th overall quarterback in fantasy, and he's playing a Pittsburgh team that is 25th ranked up against quarterbacks. He had a little bit of a rough week, only putting up 16 points last week, but I think he comes back and has a bigger week this week up against Pittsburgh. I'm picking Andy Dalton to be my lock, and I don't think I've ever said that in my entire life playing fantasy that I pick Andy Dalton. You're not the only one. He was actually one of the first people I was thinking about because of the matchup with the Steelers this week. Yeah, and the fact that he's 12th overall ranked already, I mean, that's tremendous. I mean, last week, he's still averaging 18.5 points, and last week he only put down 16, so he's had over 20 points or so per game uh, if you take out the last one. And I, w I wanted there to be a little bit of variety on my list as well, and I already have halfback Joe Mixon of the Cincinnati Bengals on my list against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So then I switched my quarterback to Kyle Allen against Houston. So with Mixon, he had a strong game last week. And I benched him because he hadn't been producing the first two weeks. I should have gave him a little more time. And with this matchup, he's ready to bounce back again. I'm assuming he's going to be right around that 19-point range. And I can't wait. But Mixon's my lock for this game. God, man. That's a tough one. I don't see it happening. I don't like Mixon, though. Everybody on this that listens to this podcast Mixon. knows that I hate Mixon. I mean, I, I couldn't believe that Mixon was being drafted as early as he was. I didn't think he was. He should have been drafted until the fourth round with a terrible, terrible offensive line. But we'll see how that goes this week. I don't know, man. I could see T.J. Watt teeing off on Joe Mixon all game long. When it comes to my running back, I'm going with Carrion Johnson. I told you I was going to talk about this a little bit more. Carrion Johnson is up against Kansas City Chiefs, and he is ranked 14th overall by ESPN, and he's the 21st ranked running back. He... Uh, Obviously, is underperforming what he was drafted to do, but I think this is a get-right game for Carrion Johnson. We were hoping that he was going to get passes. This could be the game that he actually gets those passes. Matt Stafford, people are like, oh, Matt Stafford doesn't throw to the running back. That's not true. How long was Theo Riddick a valid fantasy option? I mean, he kept, <laughs> he kept these, these 
satellite backs like Theo Riddick, Amir Abdullah, multiple satellite backs as regular fantasy options that you could play in your flex. Matthew Stafford does throw to the running back, and I think we're going to see it this week up against the Kansas City Chiefs. Carryon Johnson is my lock, and he's going to produce for you guys this weekend. So my pick for wide receiver is pending his status going into this week, but I still have a lot of faith in T.Y. Hilton in his matchup with the Oakland Raiders. Again, he did leave the game this past week, and he was ruled out for the rest of the game. He's currently questionable, and we do not have any updates at this time. But I have a lot of faith in T.Y. Hilton in the matchup against the Oakland Raiders. I feel like he definitely has a great shot. If it's not him and I need to make a, a last-minute switch, I'll still use someone on his team. I'm going to go with Deion Kane. Okay. Our man Chase here, he had said Paris Campbell and or Deion Kane. Two guys that you should pick up from the Colts team. If Hilton's not a go for Sunday... I would look at Deion Kane as well as someone to surprise against Oakland's porous defense. Yeah, absolutely. That could be a huge one if he plays or not. He ended up coming out right before halftime, right after he scored a touchdown, and he was definitely in pain, did not go back into the game. He has that reoccurring quad injury, and if that lingers, it could mean some trouble for T.O.I. Hilton, which is why I like the backups, especially Paris Campbell, uh, this week. So when it goes on to wide receiver for me, The 20th overall ranked Brandon Cooks is up against Tampa Bay. He was the 31st ranked wide receiver so far this season. I think he ends up producing big time. So Tampa Bay is 11th ranked against the wide receivers so far this season. Sounds pretty good, right? Yeah. But they played San Francisco, Carolina, and the Giants. Do you know what those three teams have in common? Enlighten me, my man. The tight end position. Their tight end went off against each one of these guys. So they're still allowing passing yardage to be to be had, but it's going to the tight end. You got George Kittle, Greg Olson, and Evan Ingram. Now, when you step back and you look at it, the Rams don't have a good passing tight end. They got Higby and they've got Everett, but neither one of those guys have significant fantasy points so far this season. I am playing Brandon Cooks with all the faith in the world that they're going to be passing to their wide receivers, and Brandon Cooks is going to end up putting up over 100 yards and a touchdown minimum this week up against Tampa Bay. If Tampa Bay is the real deal like they showed this past week. And Bruce Arians has finally hacked into Jameis Winston's inability to throw to his own team. And they actually produce at a high level this week. It's going to be a major, major shootout. And I'm talking about like shootout of epic proportions like Chiefs-Rams last year. I don't think that the Tampa Bay is obviously the Chiefs. But the passing offense could just go haywire. I mean, I'm talking about insane fantasy points. And Brandon Cooks is going to be... Finishing in the top 12 this week. He is my lock. Well, you hurt my feelings. Because I feel like this is the Gerald Everett breakout game. (laughs) I have Gerald Everett going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Him and Higby are currently pretty much deadlocked at the same statistics. They each have six receptions for 41 and 43 yards. And Higby is the only one to have a touchdown currently on this season. But I've seen these guys. They are extremely athletic tight ends. They can stretch the field. Higby is questionable. I was just about currently. to say, I think Higby is questionable because I was Higby, looking at Gerald Everett myself. Right, so with Higby questionable, it gives Everett that chance to insert himself into that number one spot, take most of those reps during practice this week, and have the breakout game that he needs for this year. So Gerald Everett, if you're listening, you got this, my man. Don't let him down. Higby, you're a friend of my uh, guy, Mike Muggler from FC. Go Patriots. I wish you were playing too, man. But this is the Gerald Everett breakout game, 
So go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I could see Gerald Everett over Higby just because of the questionable tag. And like I said, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have allowed the second most points to tight ends. So we'll see what happens. On to my tight end pick. I'm going with the number 16 ranked Jared Cook, who is 30th right now in the tight end landscape. Obviously, Jared Cook has underproduced. It has probably been the biggest free agent bust so far, but this could be his get right game. Just like you said for Gerald Everett, I think this is it for Jared Cook. They're playing Dallas, who is 26th against tight ends. The New Orleans Saints are going to need to score up against Dallas this week. The Dallas Cowboys have Byron Jones. Byron Jones has the potential to lock down Michael Thomas. So who are they going to go to with the ball? They could end up going Ted Ginn. They could end up going Traquan Smith, although Traquan Smith might be out this game. i got to look into that and see. Jared Cook is going to get some of this passing yardage and a touchdown, I think, this game. I could see definitely a line of like six catches for 80 yards and a touchdown or six catches for 60 yards and a touchdown, which will put you in the higher end tight end landscape. Play Jared Cook with confidence this week. That's definitely a great pick because when Teddy was with the Vikings, those were some of the best years that Kyle Rudolph had as a pass catcher with the Vikings were when Bridgewater was relying on a great tight end. And Bridgewater loves his tight ends, man. Yeah. He loves his tight ends. He loves it. Go ahead, Jared Cook. Another former South Carolina Gamecock. Forever to thee. <laughs> so that's going to wrap it up for us, guys. For the Champ is Here segment on to Stacks on Stacks, we're going to talk about certain stacks that we like, certain stats we don't like. So here we go with Stacks on Stacks. All right, so on to stacks on stacks, guys. We're going to talk a little bit about players that we like and players that we don't like. So what you're going to do is you're going to pair up your quarterback with a wide receiver, pair up your quarterback with a tight end, or you could end up pairing a running back with like a defense because the defense is going to end up holding them, so they're going to try and waste the clock. With that being said, I'm going to go ahead and go over my first stack, which is going to be Matt Stafford and Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson, man. I know a lot of people are like, wait, Hawkinson hasn't produced since week one. But if you watch the games... If you watch the games, he ended up dropping two passes in the end zone. Yeah, you can argue that it was ripped out, whatever. He dropped two passes in the end zone and then didn't get his toe tapped in just quite enough for the other one. He was literally three plays, three plays away from being the number one tight end. Hey, if he even made one of those happen, he would have been fantasy relevant, but he didn't. So he wasn't fantasy relevant. This week, I think he ends up going up against the Kansas City Chiefs, who are 20th overall ranked. They need to pass, and I think he has a huge game up the middle. I'm saying that Hawkinson this week is going to put up over 100 yards and definitely a touchdown up against the Kansas City Chiefs, and Matt Stafford is propelling the Lions to a potential upset or close to it. It's going to be that, that game that nobody saw coming where the undefeated Lions almost beat the Chiefs. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I still think the Chiefs win this game, but I do agree that this game can turn into a big shootout game that we were expecting that Baltimore-Kansas City game to be. I'm expecting it to be a bit more even and closer throughout the entire game and not a big blowout where they have to run in from the back. But since I'm a Vikings fan, I have no reason to root for the Lions aside from the fact that my father is a Detroit Lions fan. Hey, Dad, I hope you're doing good out there. I know that you don't believe in this team right now because you're, you've had the Lions your whole life. But this is definitely a big Hawkinson week. I agree with you. Do we have stat line predictions? 10 receptions, 100 yards, one touchdown. I think 10 receptions could end up being a lot. 
I think that he ends up probably getting close to seven, seven receptions on like 10 targets with the touchdown as well. And I'll say 80 yards. I think 80 yards is probably about right. When the games are done, check the tape. Check the tape. Uh, hey, we got the tape one wrong last week. <laughs> it was Mike Evans that ended up going off, not Chris Godwin. Not Godwin. Hey, we don't get them all right, but we did say Jameis was going to have that bounce back. We just got the player wrong. Mike Evans, you had a great game. Congrats. Yep, absolutely, man. Huge game. It was best wide receiver performance of the season so far, I believe, or at least definitely this week. Well, him, him and Gabriel had a pretty solid. Oh, Gabriel too, yeah. Gabriel, yeah. But in my DFS, I told you guys that Gabriel would go off. So at, at no point is it a good idea for you to skip any of our episodes because we just we drop a lot of facts. And if you're listening to our DFS episodes that Chase is recording, you're making money every single time. So tune in tomorrow prior to the DFS for Thursday. Get your rosters in. Listen yep. to Chase. Yeah, I already got a bunch of sick lineups. I'm, I'm actually really stoked to do this episode just because of the potential matchups this week. Yeah. Jeffrey should be playing as well. Yep. He, uh, he's trending towards playing right now. But anyways, back onto the topic. You're former up for your Gamecock. first stack. Jeffrey's a former Gamecock as well. <laughs> just go with your first stack. Every player that's a fam- former Gamecock is going to get mentioned. My first stack is Derek Carr and Darren Waller. They are not currently winning a lot of games. They just got their butts handed to him by the Vikings, 34-14. But Waller still had a day. 20 Thir- points. 13 receptions, 134 yards. Did not see the end zone, but damn. Yeah, that's insane. Hell of a player. Yeah, that was half PPR that I was mentioning, by the way. I think it was over 20 points. That's insane. I actually had uh, Derek Carr and Tyra Williams as my other stack because Malik Hooker is also out, which Ooh. is, yeah, he's going to be out four to six weeks, four to eight weeks, I believe. So with Malik Hooker being the commander of the defense – and then we'll see if they get Darius Lennard back. Uh, I'm not, I haven't really seen any news yeah. on him lately, but if he's out and Malik Hooker out, you better expect a big, big week from Derek Carr and whoever you want to pair him up with. I'm going to be playing a lot of Derek Carr in my daily fantasy matchups for Sunday. He's just going to be one of those guys that I go to with, with a little bit of a porous defense in Indianapolis that we didn't really see coming too much. I mean, I thought that last year they overachieved, but this year they're definitely underachieving. Yeah, definitely. And keep an eye on our Facebook page. I will be updating the injury lists as I get the information. So just keep an eye there for that information. And again, Carr and Waller, man. Great combo. My second stack is going to be Aaron Jones and the Green Bay defense. This defense has been amazing. There's three NFC North teams that have top 10 defenses currently. Takeaways are insane. Monday Night Football taught me things. I did not know that Ha Ha Clinton Dix could catch footballs. Dude, it was, was insane. <laughs> when the Redskins actually traded for him with Green Bay, he was actually ranked the number one overall rated free safety. The Redskins traded for him, and he just didn't fit in the system. The Redskins still tried to resign him, and Ha Ha Clinton Dix gave us the finger and said, I don't want to play for you guys. I'm going to play for the Bears. I'm going to go hang out with my buddy. We Eddie offered Jackson. him more money. We offered him more oh, yeah. money. But he wanted to play with his friend, Eddie Jackson, Alabama guys. They wanted to play again. And those guys are terrifying. Two safeties that can return any interception that they get for a touchdown. Oh, my God. But we're not talking about the Bears defense right now. We're talking about the Packers defense. They are making people look silly right now. They're not brothers, but I'm going to call them the Smith brothers. Zadarius and Preston. Preston. These guys are fast. They are all over the place. Watch out. Aaron Jones, he's a monster. So this is a great stack. Aaron Jones, Green Bay defense. Peep that. Yeah, that's a solid stack. I just don't have a lot of faith in Aaron Jones when it comes to now they're, they're splitting up carries. 
And also, the Philadelphia Eagles have a great run defense. So we have to see how that ends up playing out. I believe that Philadelphia is ranked second or fourth against the run. So I think that Aaron Jones will end up struggling this week, but we'll see what happens. So who have I been shitting on the most? Every you week I pretty much like pick them to be my, my stack that I trash. You don't like a lot of people, especially I, the Falcons. <laughs> I, no, that was close. So <laughs> it's a team. It's, uh, it's two players that I've been trashing over the past couple weeks. Outside of Matt Ryan, that's probably the guy Rogers I trash most. Rodgers and Adams. That's it. You got it. They're basically the same people. <laughs> so Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams this week is going to be a fun, fun matchup. I'm going to talk about it a little bit more on my daily fantasy episode that should be premiering tomorrow. So with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, I'm going to do a little bit of a deeper dive in the daily section tomorrow. So if you want to hear a little bit more in-depth analysis, tune in tomorrow for the daily show. Uh, Devontae Adams went over to Aaron Rodgers towards the tail end of the game and had some choice words to say to him. I'm guessing he said, what the fuck? You gave me four passes. I had four receptions this game. What are you doing? This week is going to be completely different because they end up having the Eagles come into town and the Eagles secondary is brutal. Now I expect Marquez Valdez-Scantling to actually get the majority of the big plays that the Eagles are giving up, but they've also struggled against alpha receivers such as Julio Jones. Devontae Adams has a get-right game this week, and I think that Aaron Rodgers not only throws him a couple toddies, but also gets Marquez Valdez-Scantling in the mix for at least one long touchdown as well. So Aaron Rodgers, I'm looking at probably three or four touchdowns. Devontae Adams is getting two of them, and he's going over 100 yards this week. Tutties. First trash stack? Yeah, you first trash. Let's do it. That? Let's do the first trash. The first trash. We're talking stack. about the Fumblerooski, Miles Sanders, and the Philadelphia defense. Dropping them like it's hot. That's going to be interesting. Obviously, we just talked about Aaron Rodgers, so we don't want anything to do with the Philadelphia defense. But Miles Sanders, for me, is actually a potentially huge upside play. Now, I don't like Miles Sanders. You've heard me trash him left and right. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a fan of Miles Sanders because he fumbles every 30.8 touches in college, and he came to the pros and fumbled again, even though he did not lose those fumbles. So if he ends up fumbling again, it's going to be Jordan Howard time, and they're just going to pound it away. However, up against Philip Lindsay, they struggled, allowing, I believe, over, over 47 passing yards, close to 50 passing yards to Philip Lindsay, allowed 81 rushing yards as well, along with two touchdowns. I think that Miles Sanders could end up being a huge upside play this week. Yeah, and just like I said, I was trashing Miles Sanders in the Philly defense. But I still do like the upside of Jordan Howard, where you said you prefer Miles Sanders more upside there. I think Jordan Howard has that upside in this game for me, but we'll just see how it goes. I just really don't want anything to do with the Philly defense against Green Bay and Miles Sanders with the fumbles. I'm not about it. So he's gone for me. My first trash is actually going to be the opposite end of that. I'm going Carson Wentz and Zach Ertz as my trash. The Green Bay Packers are second ranked overall against quarterbacks, so they're not giving up anything to the quarterbacks. And then they're also second ranked up against tight ends as well. Yeah, they've had some easier matchups, such as Minnesota, where they don't really have a go-to tight end. And Kirk Cousins, I think, threw the ball how many times that game? <laughs> Ten times. <laughs> He's giving me the glare. <laughs> I mean, it's just not. We haven't rolled out Irv Smith Jr. yet. It's about to happen. Just wait for it. Yeah, it's yeah. Gonna, it's going to be beautiful. Oh, he looked good last game, though. He, he sure. Did. Oh, my God. If we threw the tight end screen to him instead of Rudy, that would have been a tutty. <laughs> but this game, I'm just not seeing it come out. Like, what you're going to have to pay for Zach Ertz, he's just not going to produce at that high-end level. I think that Green Bay ends up stopping them and forces them to use the run, which, like we just talked about, Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard. 
but I, I just don't see in the passing game. Now, the craziest part about this is Carson Wentz could still produce to Alshon Jeffrey. If you listen to my Daily Fantasy tomorrow, I'm going to talk a little bit about how alpha receivers are still getting yards. I mean, you talk about how Cortland Sutton, Adam Thielen, and Allen Robinson all had a minimum of 75 receiving yards. A minimum. So it's the other receivers that are having problems, not the alpha receivers. I think that Alshon Jeffrey will still go off this week. I just think they take away Zach Ertz as an option. Get on to your next trash, Devin. My second trash is Flacco and Fant. These guys have not taken off the way I thought they would. It has just been not a great quarterback tight end tandem. I just expected more from Fant coming in. You have two guys. You have him and Hawkinson, and Hawkinson's the one that's really taken off. And I think, again, we spoke about it a little earlier, Hawkinson's going to have that big, big game this week against the Chiefs. And I don't think Fant is going to do it. He has to play the Jacksonville Jaguars and then the L.A. Chargers. L.A. LA Chargers are a much more advantageous matchup for him. But still, he's just not getting the target share. And it's just Flacco's not the guy. Yeah, I don't really know what's going on there. I definitely agree with that trash. Uh, It's going to be a little bit of a tougher matchup. So with my trash, it's going to be Mitchell Trubisky and Allen Robinson this week. They have definitely a tough, tough matchup. Go Vikings! Yeah, so they end up playing Minnesota this week, Mitchell Drabisky and Allen Robinson, and they do a great job of shutting out alpha wide receivers, such as Devontae Adams. They end up punishing quarterbacks. That defense looks scary. And honestly, Mitchell Trubisky just had an easy game this past week up against my Redskins. It was a tough one for me, but I saw it coming. So with Mitchell Trubisky, I don't see him putting up over 200 yards. He might have like one touchdown, and Allen Robinson... I don't see him getting the touches. I think he ends up having less than 60 yards receiving this upcoming week. So they are definitely going to be my trash of the week. All right, that's going to wrap it up for us, guys. This was our last segment. And, yeah, get excited for these Thursday night games. I appreciate you guys listening. Do you want to do the drop? I'm going to hit our plugs, man. I'm the plug, man. You can find us on Fantasy Intervention on Facebook. You can add us at FF underscore Intervention on Twitter. You can add me at MrDevin757 underscore Fantasy Intervention, which is the same also on our, my Instagram. And then our Instagram is FF Intervention. And wherever you listen to your podcast, SoundCloud, Google Play, Apple Store, CastBox, and today we were approved Woo! for Stitcher. <laughs> Download Stitcher. Find our podcast, Fantasy Intervention. Subscribe. We really appreciate your guys' support. Again, just like, subscribe, and comment anywhere that you listen or find us. Send us your questions. We will be happy to answer them. We love you guys. Thank you so, so much. And make sure you guys leave us some five-star reviews. Hit that subscribe button. Oh, yeah. We appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you once again. And thank you for letting us intervene with your fantasy football lives. That's how you bang a podcast. Oh, wait, it's going to be. We're idiots. Did anyone watch the Monday Night Football game last night? It, or not last night, sorry. <laughs> I'm, we're recording this on Tuesday, okay? This is Back to the Future. Just get your head around it. Uh, Bentley yeah. is a bitch. Hey, Bentley's not a bitch. I'm he's just a, kidding. He's a Bentley's the man. He's just he's a an jerk asshole. Sometimes. He's a, an asshole, but not a bitch. Yeah, he's not a bitch. Bentley, you're not a bitch. I promise. 
Yeah, I get a hard on when I get an early waiver wire in week one. I'm just saying. I got a raging hard on right now in a few of my leagues. Well, it's kind of awkward. Very weird. A bunch of dudes in a room. He's got a hard on. But I'm on the other side of the bar, so you guys can't even see it. I might be jacking it right now. You never know. Or he has a girl under there just sucking it. (laughs) Ooh, big words. Infatuation. Infatuation. And I couldn't strike him. He's also a police officer, so if I struck him, he'd probably handcuff me. And then with Chase's heart on, it's not a good situation for me. <laughs> Funny story. <laughs> Funny story about it's a whole different podcast. There's a girl under there just sucking it. All right, Adam, you're up. I got a raging heart on right now. Looking at picking up Justice Hill, running back of the Baltimore Ravens. Also, wide receiver DJ Chark. Wait, wait, just go with one. Why one? Because we're gonna rotate. Fucking your rotations. <laughs> you rotate on the chair and it's I got a raging heart on right now. Going in and out every time. You're going to rotate on the instructions, bro. Yeah, follow the instructions, bro. Sorry, I'm a trailblazer. I don't follow At me, bro, with instructions. At me, bro. What do you want me to do? Man? I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. Just one, one guy at a time, bro. <gasps> you didn't go in order. Let's see. Okay. Um, all right. Well. <laughs> go ahead. Wait, in order? Talking about position wise. Uh, yeah, I, I, just, know, I was going. Go with Justice Hill. Oh, wait, that was for another part. All right, you're up. <laughs> what? <laughs> you just do that. All right, Adam, you're up. <laughs> well, I am actually going to piggyback off of your trash. I got a raging heart on right now. His big body back there. Get me some TDs. Yesterday's episode which is actually going to be tomorrow's episode because we're recording this on Tuesday. But if you're listening Back to this, it's Thursday. Future. Yeah, so it'll be out on Wednesday. Anyways, Tampa Bay is actually 11th ranked overall on pass defense against wide receivers. But here's the deal. They played San Francisco, Carolina, and the Giants. Do you know what those three teams have in common? They don't win. <laughs> With San Francisco, Carolina, and the Giants? San Francisco got oh, a, is undefeated oh, right now. I wasn't listening. Um... Sorry, Bentley was making noise. He distracted me. Oh, wait. It's going to be... We're idiots. Is a bitch. Hey, Bentley's not a bitch. I'm he's just a, kidding. He's a jerk. Bentley's the man. He's just he's a an jerk. asshole. Bentley, you're not a bitch. I promise. Freedom is good. Freedom is grand. Feels almost as good as a dick in your hand. Freedom. Do-do-do-do. <laughs> Bentley. Oh, yeah. That's how you bang a podcast. <laughs>